BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and expect. Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. What happens when the person you fall in love with just so happens to be the brother of your best friend? It is one of the most tried and true romance tropes and one of my personal favorite romance tropes. But today we're going to hear about a real life best friend's big brother of love story. I'm Alicia Rye. And I'm Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring a true love story to your earbuds each and every weekday. And sometimes that love story is between you and I, Sarah. It's true. It's true. We're all about all kinds of love. Friendship, love of things, yeah. love of things that make us happy, yeah. love of reality TV. We talk about yeah. all the love. Yeah. Well, it's time for us to do our New York Times 36 questions to love question of mm-hmm. the week. Yeah. And I hope everyone's following along so because we are we are zipping through this quiz every week, to, doing a question a week. Yeah, we want to hear your answers. You should tell us. Yeah, please tell us your answers to any of these questions. We'd love to know. Well, this week's question is, name three things you and your partner have in common. Mm. So let's let's say that you're my partner for, for the purposes of this, because I think oh. it's designed to bring us closer together. Yes. It's designed to bring us closer together as work wives. Yes. I I do think we're both extremely empathetic people. Yep. That was my first one. I think we have similar senses of humor. Yes. Beyond that, I mean, just like superficially, we both love the same shoes. (laughs) We we have the same shoe size so I can try on your shoes. (laughs) Yep. And I think in terms of locations of importance, 
a very comfortable couch is a necessity for mm. both of us. Yeah, we do both appreciate cozy things. Yes, we like that to be home. Yeah, we like to be home. We like yeah. to be safe and snuggled up in our homes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we like. We both value the sanctuary of home. Oh yeah, I like that. I'm so glad that we have such a long friendship to mm-hmm. to draw from and to enjoy yeah. as we make this show. And today we are talking to an author who writes many generations of love and friendship. We are so excited to welcome best-selling author Karen White onto the show. Now, you've probably heard of one of her 20 novels including the incredible House on Trad Street series, and she is here to tell us about her work and the absolutely tropetastic story of how she met her husband. Welcome, Karen. It is so nice to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well. I have. Uh, we're about to have a thunderstorm here. I've been on the road for a week. I barely know what city I'm in, but it's all good. Well, I am so excited to talk to you today about both your love story and your book. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to cover. It is, yes. Quite a bit. So you, um, your publicist tells us that you are a living embodiment of a very popular romance trope. <laughs> Yes, the the meet cute. The meet cute and my best friend's brother. Yes. <laughs> Please tell me everything. Tell me how you met your husband. So Claire White she was a junior in high school and that's how we met. She was assigned to be my lab partner in chemistry. And of course I was at the chatterbox and, and we we're supposed to be doing this experiment. And I told her to stick her hand into this chemical and just hold it down because ours was exploding. I said, I'll be right back. <laughs> So like, you know, 20 minutes later, she's like, uh, Karen, because uh, I was chatting and everything. But for some reason, we decided we were best friends from that point on. And we had many adventures together, many, many adventures in the year and a half. But I, um, she just kept on talking about her brother in uniform, the one at West Point. And so he was the one I wanted to meet. But unfortunately, that summer after we graduated from high school, it was her brother, Tim, who came to visit. And he asked actually spent the night in the Wimbledon tennis court line. So he'd slept all night um, waiting to get tickets. And then his mother sent Claire and me to go bring coffee. And I looked at, I was like so disappointed because, you know, like she just built him up, not as much as Mick because Mick went to West Point, but you know, I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. And it wasn't love at first sight. And then later on when I was lip syncing uh, to Meat Loaf's uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights in their living room <laughs> when he walked in and I threw myself on a couch, not realizing it was on wheels and slammed it across um, the wall. And so the effect, the the attraction, neither one of us felt attraction when we first met. But then, you know, Claire went to Penn State. I went to Tulane and her parents actually moved back to the States. My parents moved to the Netherlands. So every college vacation, I would always spend like five days to a week with Claire and her family. And Tim would just conveniently be there to visit with his parents and sister. You know, so we just had a lot of fun trading barbs back and forth because he's very sarcastic. I'm very sarcastic. And I remember at one point, the three of us went out somewhere and he said something very rude. And I literally said to him, he remembers this and so does Claire, because I said to him, I hope your balls fall off on your wedding night. (gasps) (gasps) They did not. We have two children. Um, (laughs) 
Do you remember when you first started thinking of him or noticed him as something other than, you know, your best friend's brother? That guy who's always around who you hit with a couch singing Meatloaf? Golly, I think it was always there, that attraction, you know, because, you know, they always say, before you choose your spouse, see how he treats his mother and his sister. And he was golden with his mother and sister. I mean, it was just beautiful. But, you know, his sense of humor, just even though it was usually directed at me at first, (laughs) um, it really sucked me in. I mean, you know, intelligence and a sense of humor were always the things that, that got me. And he had both of them. I think it was pretty early on, but don't tell him. I will not. I will not say a word. (laughs) How did you know that he was the one for you? How, you know, I loved visiting Claire, but there was always that extra little jump in my step when I knew he would be there at the same time, you know? Yeah. And that was just, I, I just remember when I was visiting Claire and Tim had just left. I didn't get to see him that time. And his mom must have seen something. Uh, she said, I haven't had a chance to change the sheets on Tim's bed yet because I would usually um, sleep in that extra room. And she says, but I guess you wouldn't mind. <laughs> and yeah, for his mom to say that, you know, very strict Catholic mom, you know, there was no no fooling around with her. And, um, you know, it was pretty funny. So I guess she saw it before I did. I, I, I would I would have expired. Of investment. I know, right? I know. I would have requested all floorboards swallow me up immediately. Oh my goodness. I know. I'm like, what do you what do you mean? You know, it's like we're not dating. BP added more than $70 billion to the US economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. When I was a senior in college, I mean, like this went on for years. And when I was a senior in college, I was visiting and he was there visiting with his parents and his sister. And he was mentioning this, uh, his company was having this huge awards banquet at the Waldorf Astoria, black tie on February 8th. And he was allowed to bring a date, but he couldn't think of anybody he wanted to bring. So I, of course, told um, Claire in, you know, like hint, hint, like, can't find anyone, you know. I mean, I've I've got all these, you know, evening gowns. I wouldn't even have to buy a new dress if, you know, I just need somebody to fly me up to New York City. And that was our first official date. Although we'd been to movies and things like that with Claire all, you know, a lot. Of course. But that was the first official date. And that was that was it. And the only thing that really kind of uh, worried Claire was that, you know, what if, what if it didn't work out with Tim and me, you know, then could we still be friends? We still are. She's still my BFF. Um, she was my maid of honor. I was her matron of honor in her wedding. We are godmothers to all of our children. She's three. I have two. And, um, we still do our girls weeks every year. Uh, we get to see each other, so we're still very close. And and my husband hasn't quite forgiven her for introducing us. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been married for, it'll be 35 years this September. Yeah. Wow, oh, congratulations. congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. He just, yeah, you know, because he, he can't get rid of me. <laughs> so you went from chemistry class to knocking a sofa across the room to insulting his balls to a formal gown first date. I, you know, it, yeah, right? Go big or go home, right? I know. I, exactly. It's sort of amazing. And then, um, yeah, and that was just sort of the beginning. Then we got engaged that year. Um, wow. We get married until the following year. So Now, I also want to ask you about your best friend that you've been friends for so long, that you have these two long relationships in your life. What are some of the things you love about your best friend? Tell me about her. Oh, she is she is one of those people that you can't say anything bad about her. She she listens, you know, and I got her into to some escapades, you know, and she was like, you know, I never would have done this before I met you. <laughs> we were totally goofballs, you know, but, and I kind of, made her, you know, um, she came out of her shell, but she's one of the kindest, most open-minded, warmest individuals I've ever met. I, I love the idea that she was already like your sister oh, and, then, I know. and now yeah. she's your sister-in-law. Exactly. Like she and I were both just raised with brothers. Her brothers were a lot kinder to her than mine were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so we've sort of found the sisters um, in each other that we were, you know, born with. So it's been great. I love it when we talk about our husbands <laughs> because, you know, that whole male gene, it's like a, it's a whole, it's a whole different story. And by the way, I put her husband, Rich Cobelt, in all of my books. He's always the plumber, you know, he's the plumber in one of my series that always has his cracks showing in the back because how can you not? <laughs> 
So the four of us, we're really good friends. You know, I'm, we're so happy that, you know, Claire, Claire married a fabulous guy. And so the four of us have a blast, just a fabulous amount of fun. And I know that your books also include other sort of surprise secret references to your family. How has your romantic life appeared in your books? Has it influenced your work at all? Uh, yes. I told you my husband's pretty sarcastic. And he yes. Just, he's um, a real punster in a one, one-liner there's so many things in that he has said to me over the past that I just give to my character, Jack Trenum in the Trad Street series, just all of them, like all the sort of snarkiness that, that it, my character, Jack Trenum through seven books, I get them from my <laughs> husband, you know, and just <laughs> so Tim, so Tim. So you started with the Trad Street series and now you have a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about the spinoff? Yeah. So um, the Trad Street series, the first one came out in 2008. And um, the last one, the seventh one, came out last year in 2021. But I knew that it was time for that chapter to close. And there was a a main secondary character, Nola, who was a clear favorite of fans. And fans kept on saying, we want to hear more of Nola. And when I leave her in the last Trad Street book, she is a junior in high school. So we have fast forwarded almost a decade where we now have Nola is a 26-year-old woman who has a graduate degree in historic preservation from the College of Charleston, just like my daughter, because I believe in cheap and easy research. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's so there's a lot of connections. But the important thing to note is that you do not have to have read the Trad Street series yes. to be able to jump right into The Shop on Royal Street, which is the first book, and what I hope will, will be a long-running series. Now, I want to ask you about... The idea of of tropes, so much of fiction is built on very familiar tropes and archetypes and stories that are very familiar. And obviously, your love story is a very specific set (laughs) of tropes. There are so many. invented that trope, apparently. Yeah, apparently. My best friend's brother is, I mean, Alicia, would you say that there are easily several thousand books in romance that are based on my best friend's older brother is cute? Oh, no. Oh, for sure. Tens of thousands, yeah. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a classic. Do you have any other romance tropes that you love? My favorite is when the opposites attract, you know, where yes. you think they have nothing in common and they're like mm-hmm. different, you know, different parts of life and you just don't think, but then they have that one thing that they are both passionate about. And that is that thing that brings them together. And with Nolan Melanie, like you first think that there's no way they're going to get along. And then this mother-daughter relationship that forms, like you don't see it coming. And that's what I love it. Those tropes where you don't see it coming. And all of a sudden it becomes clear as day that these two were meant for each other. Love that. And if that doesn't work... Uh, lip-syncing meatloaf and hitting them with the couch is also a solid <laughs> approach when to your meat cue. comes on now, he's like, oh boy, because of course I have to like get a hairbrush and start singing it. So I mean, there's an entire playlist that I play regularly in my kitchen that is titled Hairbrush Karaoke. I know exactly what you're talking about. Love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you? And please tell us the title of this new book and where people can find that. Yes. Yeah, so I am on social media everywhere. Karen-White.com. That's my website. And you'll see the little icons on the main page. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, my the, my latest book came out last week, The Shop on Royal Street. And it is 
available wherever books are sold. Isn't that the nicest phrase? It is. I love it. But do support your independent booksellers because they are such important members of our communities. Agreed. Thank you so very much for doing this. And thank you for taking the time to talk with us on Book Tour. I know that is a very busy sequence of events. It is. And I'm about to take a nap. Good. Awesome. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. Sarah, do you have a love to go for us today? My love to go is the beautiful knowledge that love stories reach beyond one generation. That Mm. the love that you have right now will last beyond your lifespan. It's very comforting. It is very comforting. And I love, my favorite thing is when I'm at, you know, any kind of book signing and like a mother and daughter will walk up to me. Oh, yeah. It's such a nice thing to see people extending the love of books from one generation to another. So that's really nice. Well, we would love to hear about the generations of love in your life. Please email us your love story at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. We would love to have you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily. And please tag us because you don't know the joy that I experience every time I get an alert about a new tag. I I still get very excited. Pure joy. Please subscribe and tell a friend, leave a review, yell out the window, grab a stranger on the street, tell them about the show because we would love to bring more happiness and love to everyone's eardrums across every generation. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. And we wish you a very happily ever after today. with you.